10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Uh, welcome everyone to episode 26, 26, I've just deducted 10 shows, maybe if you've listened to us you would wish we had done 10 fewer shows, but this is episode 36 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast where each week we pick a topic, we go delve into it and hopefully give you some tips and some pointers to make the most of your budget within that field, that topic, that area of expertise. Uh, my name is Mark Pollard, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Joining me this week are my fellow co-hosts, I have the wonderful Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. How are we doing Elaine? I'm really good, thank you. Good to be here as always. Uh, and also our fellow co-host uh, Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. How are we doing Chris? I'm I'm doing well. I'm getting into the festive spirit, Mark. I'm building up for the, the for the inevitable Christmas parties that uh, that are going to be uh, invitations that are going to be coming my way. And um, I've already got our Christmas tree, so I've, I'm I'm good, thank you. Well, I was just going to say that that uh, in our previous episode, which uh, you can get in all of the major podcast platforms. If you don't know how to find which platforms it is, if you go to the podstation.co.uk forward slash go fish you will find links to all of those major podcast platforms where you can subscribe and get the shows to automatically download onto your device you will find that our previous episode was all festive well kind of festive it didn't help that both chris and i are miserable so-and-sos uh, but you speak for yourself but uh, and, and it's also we also established it's now impossible to talk about doing things efficiently within the marketing and sales world um, if you've left it to the last minute when it comes to Christmas. Uh, but we did specifically establish that both Elaine and Chris put their Christmas trees up last week, so they're well into the festive period. So I suppose the more poignant question, Chris, is, is your tree still alive? It's very much alive, Mark. I, in fact, I've sent, you, uh, I've sent you a photograph of it. It's very much alive because it's, um, it's an artificial one. It's, <laughs> uh, it's got LED lights. But we we are buying a real one because I like the smell. Uh, we are buying a real one nearer Christmas. And are you opening up a Kit Kat whilst you're talking? Yes. <laughs> well, moving swiftly on on that professional note, thankfully we do have a professional in our midst because we have ourselves another guest. This week we are joined by a film and production guru in the form of Take the Cakes Productions. It's Michael Roberts. How are you doing, Michael? I'm after that introduction. I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's probably the most professional introduction I've ever had in my whole entire life. Well, it's 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 nice that the two of us as professionals can talk while Chris finishes off his Kit Kat. 
He's making me want to kick Kant, to be honest. He, he is me, but we don't tell him these things because then he looks all <laughs> smug that he's got one. Uh, Michael, do you want to tell us a bit about what it is that you do so people can probably get a good feel for what we're going to be touching on in this episode? Yeah, sure. I wrote it down somewhere. So I'm a filmmaker and video coach, and I teach people how to embrace video on their smartphones because not everybody are in a position that they can, you know, hire a filmmaker to come and produce content for them. You know, people are either starting out or, you know, they've got other priorities when it comes to what they want to spend uh, their their business money on. Uh, So I teach people how to embrace um, film on their smartphone. Uh, And I also do, you know, obviously the other side of my business is I do film and produce content for, uh, you know, people's uh, websites, whether that's branded content, testimonials, online courses. And there's a wide variety of things that I've probably filmed over the last uh, three to four years uh, since I've been full-time self-employed. But I think predominantly a a lot more people are waking up to the fact that video is here. It's here to stay, not going anywhere. And after the recent pandemic, it's even more important now than it ever was. Yeah, well, you've touched on some some of the key questions we'll probably get stuck into in, in a moment. I suppose we'll split the two aspects of your business into the show and deal with each one separately. Because I think they both have a very profound relevance as you say to the current climate so i guess let's start with the first thing which is actually your professional skills as a a filmmaker and the kind of things that you can do for businesses and before we then move on to the perhaps people being able to do things on their smartphones so start with the, the first element which is more the commercial or business side of things what kind of uses do people usually go for when they get these kind of things done I think the key thing is, you know, I've been creating film now for probably the last eight years and I've noticed a massive change in, you know, businesses wanting actors to front their their uh, their branding, their look. Whereas now, because of the way the Internet is now, the way social media is, we invest in each other. So I really push the fact that, you know, a lot of people when they come to me for a video, I say, well, you need to be you need to be the person in that video because people are going to be investing in you as that person. People aren't people say to me, you know, how do you get your business? I say, well, people buy a video, uh, buy a video from Michael Roberts, not take the Kate Productions. Take the Kate Productions is just there to prove I am a registered business. And that's how I see it. it might be right or wrong, but that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people want me around when they want a video they want to spend that time with me they want to invest in me they know that you know through people that i i network with i've got you know good rapport i've never let anyone down touch wood i think for me i i you know i've worked 15 years uh, in retail so i know what it's like to work with people i know what it's like uh, you know to have that discipline and to make sure that you are always professional so on my social media where i get i mean my facebook in particular is where i get a lot of work i don't swear i don't talk about politics i don't talk about brexit i don't you know i steer clear of things because what my opinions are or my opinions i don't need to put that on social media so i spend a lot of time making sure that i'm as open as honest as i can be uh, without obviously getting into you know conversations that might give people a certain feel of who i am but people invest in me because they know i'll turn up i'll do a job i'll do it to the best of my ability if i don't know something i'll always find the answers i don't 
proclaimed to be the best filmmaker in the world, but I know I'm not the worst. So that's that's a good place to be. And I think it's a case of I'm always willing to learn, always willing to take a job and learn something new and make sure that my video is better than the one it was before. So you always have to look at self-development look at how you can improve your overall game, how you can make uh, a video better. And that's sitting there watching videos on lighting or sound, how to get the best out of your editing. It's it's loads of aspects that come together. And, you know, I, I, I'm also a writer as well. I, I write co- comedy predominantly. And again, to write comedy, you have to be a people person. You have to understand how people work. You know, I'm a professional actor as well, so I've, you know, I've, I've studied drama, so I know how to build relationships. I know how to watch body language. I know how people interact with others when they're confident, when they're not confident, and all of these subconscious tones all work to the same thing. If you are on camera and you are confident, you are giving eye contact, and you are engaging with an audience, then that's really going to put you in in a good place for anybody to want to buy into your services. So it's about getting people comfortable in an environment that they're probably not familiar with. And that is the key thing. And I think that comes from my acting background, my writing background, and all those things come together for me to tackle something. I work predominantly with people that have never really been on camera before. And my attitude when when filming is just, look, if we don't get this today, let's just go home and do this another day. You've got to get rid of that pressure. You could, you're not going to get the best out of anybody if there is pressure of time. Now, a lot of people don't work like that, but I do because, one, I'm in a position where I can do that, and two, I would much rather film something twice and get the best out of somebody than forcing someone in front of a camera to deliver the lines, edit it together and go, there you go, there's your video. I have never had to refilm anything. I have never had to go back and, you know, shoot something again because they couldn't do it the first time. But once you take that pressure away, once you actually say, well, do you know what? It's okay. Let's have a cup of tea. Let's have a breather. Let's just relax. No pressure. And let's go again in five minutes time. That you get the best out of people. They get used to the environment. And it's very alien to people as well. That's that's the thing. So if you can make someone comfortable, you're going to get the best out of them. So therefore, when their video is finished, you are going to get this nice, natural, confident person that is used to the environment in which they've been in for the last hour or so. And you're going to get a really good video that's going to actually help them engage with their audience. It's about taking pressure away. And Elaine, have you ever used video for your business and and, and does a lot of what Michael's just said about the ability to engage with people resonate? No. Well, yes and no. I've delivered it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just say say no to Michael or did you say no, you haven't used video? Can we we clarify this? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How to get Uh, shot down. I know, no, no, I, I was like really listening to what Michael said there because I am really quite uh, nervous about video and it's something I really need to do. So, but I have presented on stage, so I've done all of that. But the difference, of course, when you're on the stage too, and there's a thousand people there, of course, it's pitch black and you can't generally see them. So all of that I'm quite comfortable with, but actually the video bit, I'm like, oh God, um, because I, I, I'm in the sort of camp of what's the worst you you can do it, it damage limitation 
if it's if it's good and i don't mean it has to be good as in exceptionally brilliant and you look really professional because i do believe natural authentic is good but actually the flip side is i've watched some people on video that you think oh god i'm just my toes are curling up watching you and you know so so but i absolutely need to do it because i believe it totally it's um it's a good thing I do recordings, I do that. I've done the odd sort of Zoom thing, which I've then converted to video and done that. But it's not my natural thing at all to do it. And Chris... So that probably never even answered your question, <laughs> but that's, that was like, I need to get that out there. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, they, they say a picture speaks a thousand words, but a video probably speaks about four times that on top. Certainly if it's a video of either me or you, it probably says a lot about how haggard and tired and just generally fed up with life and grumpy we are. But it, it, video is, a, is an amazing way of getting a message across, particularly on social media. It is indeed, and I think, I don't know if Michael would, would agree, but I think that's why the, the planning has to be so uh, so careful. The script has to be so careful, because if if you go if you go off-piste, a little like we do in these podcasts, on a video, that's, that's not great. If you're trying to get a serious message across, and there will be, uh, I'd be interested in asking Michael, how long he feels a video should be if it's being social media purposes because i think a video for social media would be the the sort of the sort of thing that i would do rather than uh, rather than any sort of in-depth in-depth analysis of something so what, what do you think michael what i would say to that is in terms of timing on a video i would say one to two minutes one and a half minutes would probably yeah. be ideal. One yeah. minute, because it's the you've got to think of the mindset of the person watching the video. And you know, we all do this ourselves. We get out of bed, we'll check our phone, we'll go and get a shower, we'll brush our teeth, we'll check our phone, we'll put our clothes on, we'll then go down and make a cup of tea while the kettle's boiling. We'll check our phone. In in those moments, you have what two three minutes in between doing things that you will pick your phone up and you will actively look at your phone and look at your feed and you'll scroll. If you see a video that's one to two minutes, you go, I can watch that. I've got time for that. I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. You've got to think of the person watching the video. A lot of people self-indulge. I've done it when I first started making videos. I mean, to be fair, when I started out as a filmmaker, um, videos used to be three to four minutes and that was standard. Now with the with the age of Instagram and, and, and this quick, fast paced world that we're living in, getting a minute from somebody is if you can get someone for a minute, then you've done well because people are busy. People's time is valuable. And if you've got a video that is four or five minutes long, who on earth is going to watch it? Maybe your close friends or your family, because they want you to do well, they'll watch it. But if you want a stranger to watch that video, you'll have a bit of a job on your hands because if somebody doesn't know who you are, they don't have that know, like, and trust. So, you know, if you start a video and you say, oh, hi, my name is Michael. I'm a filmmaker with with uh, eight years experience in film and I've done this and I've done that. People switch off. What 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 relevance does that have for anybody? But if you start a video with, hi, my name is Michael. Today I'm going to teach you how you can uh, create a thumbnail for, for YouTube. Let's do it. Instantly, they know who you are and what the video is about. That gives them the choice then within those three to four seconds, whether they watch the rest of the content. Does that yeah. content resonate with them? If you can get quick to the point 
and say, hi, this is what we're doing today. This is what this video is about. Let's go and do it. If someone wants to know your life story, they'll ask you for your life story. We've got to stop self-indulging in video. We've just got to give people value. People want value. They either want a story so they can get to know you a bit more, break down those barriers, or they want value. How many times do you go on YouTube when you need to fix something? You go, how to fix this? And there's a tutorial on how to fix something. Yeah. You do it because you want the value. You need to troubleshoot a situation. And nine times out of 10, if you see a list of things that relate to you, oh, this is how I fix that. That's how I make this. You, you will subscribe because that adds value to you. You think, oh, I'll come back to this account because I'll need it at some point. That's how you get subscribers because there is a need, there is a want, and there is a, a problem that can be solved through subscribing. So you've got to offer people value. And a lot of people don't real, realize that that is the key thing to engage in content. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You mentioned there about the, 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 the how long a video might last. Mm-hmm. Talking, just sticking for a moment with just social media, are there any particular platforms that you focus on doing? Because, of course, YouTube is the obvious one for putting the video on. And as Chris will testify, using the likes of Facebook and LinkedIn allows for you to use a link that will pull that video through. Or, if you want to, you can just post the video direct. But with the likes of Instagram, it's it's a bit trickier, isn't it? Because they have a minute cap for showing a video sort of in the normal dimensions. Wow. And then you've got the TV bit, which kind of then messes around with your dimensions a bit more. Yeah, so you have Instagram TV, uh, which obviously lets you upload stories. So if you're vlogging or if you're consistently creating content each week and you're going to do a two to three minute video, that's fantastic. Vlogging is you're allowed to do about three to four minutes because you are storytelling and you are showing someone a glimpse of your day. So vlogging is very different to obviously promotional videos, giving value very different because you are obviously taking people on a journey of what your day is like and that's where you document content rather than creating content so for the likes of instagram uh, yes you're only allowed a minute unless you upload to instagram tv which will let you upload i think i think it's 10 minutes maybe longer i'm not too sure i've only ever uploaded within like five six minutes so if you are uploading content which is giving value or is breaking down barriers of who you are and giving people a flavor of who you are uh, and a bit of your personality, I would say one to two minutes. Promotional video, one to two minutes. One one and a half minutes, I usually keep mine. But it, again, it depends on the content. A lot of people say to me, oh, I've got this idea to do this video and it's about six, seven minutes long. And I'm like, well, why don't you break that up into four or five videos and then you've got like two three weeks worth of content stop giving all your value in one video break it up make you know if you're going to do a video if i was to do a video on on youtube and talk about youtube i would make sure if i was going to do five six minutes i'd break it up into one minute videos and i would post them throughout the week and then you you know you've got five videos that you can share on other platforms the week later and then you've got new content for linkedin 
So, you, you know, and always, always reuse, repurpose your content because just because you see a thousand people have viewed one video one week doesn't mean when you post it again in a month's time that that's the same thousand people. It could be a different thousand people. So repurposing your content, putting them onto different platforms, I always say is good. For me, I mean, I've got 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, but I get more engagement on Facebook. And it depends when you talk about obviously putting videos onto um, like the likes of LinkedIn, where you're sharing uh, a YouTube link. It depends what, what you're trying to build. Are you trying to build your YouTube following? Then you would post the link onto LinkedIn. But if you want better engagement on LinkedIn and you want to grow LinkedIn, upload it natively. It lets you upload, uh, I think, 10 minutes. And then I think there's a cutoff. So it depends where you want the focus. If you want more people on your LinkedIn, upload it natively because believe it or not, people are actually too lazy to go to a link these days. If you've put a link to YouTube on LinkedIn, nine times out of 10, you know, they'd, they'd pretty, pretty much be hard pushed to click on it, go to YouTube. And if you've monetized your videos, there's then an advert. By that point, I've switched off. So if you the other side of that coin, Michael, is that yeah. um, LinkedIn don't like you uh, going off the platform, being taken away from the mm -hmm. platform. Yeah. So yeah. so you're right. Embedding is the is the answer. I mean, to be fair though, I'm a, I have a weekly show called The Slice, and I put the link from YouTube onto LinkedIn, but that's because I want more of my business connections to go to my LinkedIn, and then when they go, wow, this guy's got ten thousand subscribers. It, it's got that it's got that feel good uh, factor of wow this guy knows what he's doing yeah. so it depends like i say it just depends where you want to grow that audience and and if you if you're using uh, uh, sorry just to stick with the the instagram tv element because that does mm -hmm. seem to be the one that sticks out as being very different to the other ones insofar as it's sort of the the aspect ratios that change don't they with how you use that is is there yeah. any as you say it's more for vlogging so the idea is you you're essentially holding your phone in front of your face and you're recording it portrait style so long ways mm -hmm. whereas most videos are normally done sort of landscape they're a bit wider aren't they and it messes it all up i, I did once um it was the first time i tried instagram tv for a football club we were doing some some stuff uh, some interviews with the lads and uh, when we uploaded it onto the tv there was just obviously these big blocks of black at the top and the bottom because the video yeah. had suddenly got squashed so uh, i think what you're saying there is if you're going to use the instagram tv you tend to stick to stuff that's going to be used in that in that way and then use the other platforms for your video yeah yeah so i mean the great thing is there are apps now where you can obviously upload so if you're going to film in portrait and I, I can't get in my head why people they film in portrait i just don't understand that whole process i've never understood why people think that's the correct way but for some reason that's just the thing i always try to explain to people filming and landscape is what you typically watch your tv in i said mm -hmm. so that is the most common format but the great thing is there are apps now like there's a good app called inshot uh, i-n-s-h-o-t inshot and it's great because you can resize any video so if you're going, i always i film everything in landscape even if it's a story because i can throw it into inshot and i can do it into portrait mode and it literally just resize the image unless i am actually making a story mode on instagram which i very rarely do 
I will film something and then I'll edit it and upload it. But that's just purely because I'm just programmed to edit and color grade something before it even goes anywhere. That's just me. Most people won't do that. So yes, you can actually upload any type of video uh, and you can resize any type of video. So if you're going to film a portrait, you can resize it into a square. Um, but again, if you want the best quality and you're going to be talking to the camera and it's not going to be a story mode, film in landscape because it just fits the, the image better. Uh, if you're doing, um, we've obviously covered social media there as a great use for for video, whether it be commercial promotions or, or vlogs, getting your messages across. What other uses can we have for, for videos? You mentioned websites before. What, what other applicabilities do video have? The great thing about video is you can use it in any format in any way you want it's 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 creative and you know i'm self-taught filmmaker so you know i i came from an acting background so for me although i do know the the main film rules your rule of thirds you know don't cross the line you know i i know the basics when it comes to video i always say to people be as creative as possible but respect what you're doing and what you're using so um did that answer your question correctly, or did I go off on one? No, I think you've gone off on one there. I'm more thinking about using He's them. He's used to it. Yeah, it's all right. They do well. I mean, like things like presentations, or if if you want to use them at events. What 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 are the ways in which people can use the video to promote themselves or the businesses? You can you can make presentations. You can talk to the camera. You can put nice slides of maybe the work that you do. Um, you can package that up in many different ways, and, and you can use it on many different social media outlets. I'm trying to think. So I was at an event before the world went crazy, and it was where there was people. It was nice. It was lovely. Uh, the bygone <laughs> era of when we could be in rooms with people. And, um, I had um, some photos that I had from when I was filming my independent sitcom. And I had some photos, but to me, although they were great photos, I wanted them to be a bit more animated. So I actually got, um, I actually animated them to make them 3D. So I layered them. And it's about, you know, taking a simple thing like a, a photo and actually redesigning it to put a bit of motion in to make it look a bit more appealing. Do you know when you watch these documentaries of like History Channel and they've got, they'll show you like old black and white photos, but that it'll look 3D and then they'll put like a smoke effect on it to make it look like it's it's coming mm. towards you. It's things like that. It's actually taking very simple things and just making them look more engaging. So with videos, when I when people say to me, oh, I've got this video, how can I make it look more professional? So I say, so let's look at the video. So the video is someone's talking for a minute or two minutes and they're giving value. I will say, why don't you throw that into an app, throw it into InShot, you can put some text on it, which is your clickbait. You can actually get people to, when they're scrolling, if something applies to them, because as we all know, when you're scrolling on your phone, you don't always, you don't always hear the content because you have to click on it to get the sound. So using text is a great way to get people to engage in content. And it's a great way that if you've posted that a week ago on LinkedIn, but you want to freshen it up and make it look a bit different, you can resize it, put some text on it, put it on Facebook, and it's a completely different video. 
again going back to before repurposing content there's so much content that we have and we always think in our heads that once it's gone out that's it it can never be used again but it can be used again one well if you are consistently posting content you can you can either post five brand new videos on linkedin one week and then the following week put it all on youtube but then that same week put new content onto linkedin and then just have that circle mm, so it looks yeah. like there's constantly new content because you'll get people going to different channels and different outlets of your business in different ways i had a client once who did a lot of work on her instagram but she used she got most of her traffic through pinterest and pinterest isn't predominantly for for video it's it's photo but she found a way in which to get people from Pinterest onto her YouTube channel. So it's about how you look at content and how you can get the best out of it. And it's about thinking outside the box. And Did it, that answer your question? Yes, that was a good answer. Um, <laughs> in, 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 these, in these times of uh, environmental awareness, the word recycling is a word we hear an awful lot. And it's very applicable, certainly with video. You've just mentioned there, if you have, say, four or five vlog videos or uh, even videos that you do of a commercial nature, you can still chop that footage up and recycle it into a completely different video just by taking oh, yeah. little bits. So that that five videos can then become one big promotion video to make a sixth yeah. video before you even then start making a seventh, eighth, ninth video. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty, isn't it, of video? I, I always say to, to my clients, and I think we had this discussion uh, a few weeks ago, it's about if you've paid for content, and you've probably because you always film more than you ever use if you have a folder full of content and you've got the video that you've paid for what why not reuse the content you've paid for why not find stuff that wasn't used throw it into something new get maybe an hour's get an hour's uh, work sit down get a one interview piece it with some old content you'd be surprised how much stuff that you've already paid for, which has already been filmed, you can reuse, recycle, put a new filter on, you know, colour grade it differently, retime it. You know, there's so much stuff you can do to chop and change, like you say, and it's a great way for clients to not have to keep spending out, spending out, spending out on new stuff when they've got a folder full of stuff that's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because content sits there for months until I go right. I don't think they need any more work doing now, so I'm going to delete this folder. So I'll message them, and they go, "Oh no, you can delete it. Don't need it." But it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say to clients, "Look, if you want the content, I'd rather you just take it and put it on a hard drive and keep it. You know, and if you need it, I'll do some stuff with it because they're paid for it. It's content they're yeah. paid for." Yeah. Have you ever any, had any experience with video using it for your business, Chris? Yes. Yeah, I, I did one. It was filmed. It was all professionally done, and so on and so forth. And I did use it, and it was it was relatively successful. But more recently, I thought, well, I've got to get to grips with these selfie videos because every bugger's doing them. I did the first one, looked at it, did a second one, and it was just dreadful. So I thought, no, it's not for me. Uh, I'm, I just I was it just came over badly. So, I think, but the thing is, you're you're quite tuned into production value. You're tuned into it, so it's not mm. it's not that you were bad. It's just the fact of how many times do we go on LinkedIn and people are talking from their car. I mean, the, to be fair, the car videos don't happen as much these days, thankfully. Um, no. But there are people mm-hmm. that will literally just pick up a phone. They'll go talking. They won't be thinking about the environment. Is the no. environment loud? 
Is it quiet? Can you be heard? Are you lit properly? Are you, have you got a big massive window behind you? Are you underexposed? Are you facing yeah. a window where you're going to be overexposed? You know, all of these things, you know, you need oh, to yeah. have a basic understanding of video to make really nice effective video yeah. you know you look at you look at tv shows now you know there's a comedy called detectorist i think it was about uh pounds to film six episodes half an hour each and you think wow that's a lot of money it's production value and that is why you know there's a lot of money goes into film because it's production value filmmakers don't just put loads of zeros on for for a joke equipment is expensive it's time consuming but what you get out of one video could literally pay your bills for the next 12 months yeah, yeah. you know and it's about understanding that production value people don't want to spend it because they don't see the value but then there's people embracing video there's people making adverts coca-cola adverts and starbucks adverts that you know they'll spend thousands and thousands on adverts because they know it works production value it's about understanding what you're using, understanding lighting, understanding yeah, sound, yeah. understanding composition. All of these things are relevant. Effort, you know, just for a joke, they're there because that's how you create engaging content. Yeah. And do you, you think? Yeah. Do you think? Pri- do you think price is one of the main reasons why people tend to shy away from getting professionally produced video content? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, and is that? And the, sorry, I should follow that on then with the question of: Is that a fair perception that they should have, or again, does it tie back to what you're using it for and what you're hoping to gain from it? Because, as you say, you're paying for a lot of expertise. So, I don't want to get hung up on the price issue. Insofar as I personally would fully argue that it would, or vehemently argue that it is always worth its weight in gold. But why do people have that perception and why are they turned off and how can we re-educate them a little bit to, to look at it in a different way? What it is, um, you know, I mean, just before lockdown, I spent six grand on equipment. Now, if I can make that investment in my business, why shouldn't anybody else make an investment in video for their business? And at the beginning, I think when you first start off in business, you kind of take any job and you do undercut yourself. But, you know, I've got to the point now where I have been doing this for eight years. I have got experience and you're not paying for my equipment. You're paying for my experience. You're paying for me to come in and film, produce, edit, distribute. Someone said to me the other week, I was, uh, someone asked me uh, for a video. They, They said, it's a 20 minute interview we want. We want two cameras, 20 minute interview. How much? I said, it'll only take you 20 minutes. I said, It'll take four hours. I said, because one, I've got to arrive. Two, I've got to check out the room. Three, I've got to set up the lighting. Four, I've got to set up the camera. Five, I've got to actually get you comfortable. Six, I don't know whether you're going to be good or bad in front of a camera. Will I have to coach you through it? I said, and by that time, you've done your four hours. You've got home. Then you've got to color grade. Then you've got to sync up audio. Then you've got to find the story. You've got to then cut down all the usable to the unusable. uh, The unusable to the usable. And then you've got to then grade it you've got to find the right b-roll that you've filmed to piece together so it's you know those subconscious tones work so when someone's talking about their brand new office space you've got nice shots of the office space why should i do that for a lesser price when i've been out and and i've spent a lot of money on my uh business i don't i don't understand why people don't invest why they can't see that investment 
we don't make up prices as a laugh. And if, you know, nine times out of 10, most filmmakers will actually cut a few corners to make it a bit more attractive. But why should we do that when it is a time consuming job? There's probably a lot of jobs where I've probably undervalued myself. But in the last since probably since March, I've realized that no, video is important. My job in, and my experience, um, you know, is the reason why I've still got a business and why I've not felt that pinch as much as most businesses have. But that's testament to my work ethic. That's testament to how much I've put into my business to make better video. I've put, I didn't put six grand in just because I wanted to spend six grand. I did it because I wanted to make better video for my clients. You know, so if I can make that investment, other people should make that investment. That's what you're paying for you're paying for expime someone who knows what they are doing and also we're in charge of somebody's branding that is a very it's a very you know if you get someone's branding wrong that can have dire effects for you and for them mm. if i make a bad video that says that that will you know that will go around networking faster than you can you know rectify the problem so you know you're taking on board someone's branding and that is very important so you've got to make sure it's right it's it is time consuming you can't you can't skip things you can't just do things rushed i've done jobs when i first started out and i i rushed to try and please someone and it it looked rushed i won't prepare to do that now i say to people look a half day is x amount of money a full day for an extra X amount is this. Go for the full day. You've got a full day to think. If you want to get anything extra, we'll get anything extra. If you're limited by time, you're never going to get the best out of a city. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. A couple of episodes ago, Elaine, we touched on the knowing your knows, and that's probably a good example of one, isn't it? The the price element, and I think Michael's very eloquently pulled up some of the key reasons why prices might be what they are and 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 we're not mentioning the prices here so actually people may assume they're astronomical they're probably not and again you've got to put it into the context of a what you're trying to achieve what you're trying to do and what you're going to get off the back of it well i think yeah we were talking about it mark weren't we because it was um you know as a sales coach that's one of the things I talk through with people is knowing your nose. Why do people say no to you? And one of the no's is, is the price right for me and my business? And is it, you know, going to give me the value for my investment? And the truth is sometimes people, if, if they don't see you, is it is going to be enough from the price they're going to pay? They're going to say no. And that's not in any reflection on the, on the person selling at all. This is just about that person doesn't see it. And it's not our job to convince them if we've, on the whole you know the the benefits of having it what how's it going to help their business if they don't see that then some of these no's we just have to let go and you're right you know we should we shouldn't be compromising or juggling around the price to please that person because it's just probably not right for them without a doubt but it is interesting um when you think 
people speculate on price massively and there'll be people now thinking is it thousands you know how much is it they don't know and we do it not just with your product we do we as a buyer we do it all the time we just constantly we look at something and we think yeah a lot of the time we go higher than than we it actually is because our mind takes us into this place of thinking oh it's i probably can't afford that and actually if you broke it down how much money have we spent on loads of stuff that actually we didn't get well, anything I suppose from, really. The, the irony is it costs very little. In fact, it costs nothing to ask the question, doesn't it? I know. So it is, it, it's interesting in the buyer's world, isn't it, of how how we work, which is why testimonials and their thing are, are so valuable, aren't they, to a business? Because actually, listen, don't take my word for it. Take the you know, the word of this person. This is This is what they wanted this is what they got from it and look you know they're absolutely happy i'm it's not my job to convince you actually it is either right for you in your world or it isn't but i know i'm doing a great job and it's it's up to you whether you decide to pay that price so so yes i you know totally understand particularly when you your um, your business is evolving the the price thing is always a massive a juggle for a lot of people deciding what what should the price point be and what should that look like so it's all very interesting so Mm -hmm. elaine's nicely segued me on to the second part of your business michael which of course is the fact that sometimes you just either people's budgets won't stretch to getting these things done or they just can't get their head around what it might be because of course we all now have smartphones which have cameras on them and give us a certain capacity to produce these videos themselves but as you said before it very much is down to skills and knowledge and and using the settings correctly framing the shots properly all of those things now you're a clever chappy because of course you have a second element of your business which helps people to equip themselves to be able to do just those things yeah it's funny really because um when i obviously started doing this it was because i thought to myself well you know there's (laughs) when i make professional uh, videos for people's businesses they expect that that is going to just change their world but if you don't have a presence online like you know most people in 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 this uh, on this podcast they go networking i've met you all through networking so we understand the importance of being somewhere on time each week with the nice suit the nice business cards being prim and proper always being consistent right you adapt that mindset and those actions and put it onto social media you're consistently in people's feeds you're consistently talking about uh, how you can add value to people you're going to grow that know like and trust before anyone has even met you so video is very powerful in that respect now i knew that you know Someone said to me when I first started doing workshops, I said, why, why are you teaching people? I said, because you're going to stop people from wanting a promotional video. I said, I'm not. I said, because people will find that out anyway. I'm a self-taught filmmaker. So I, if I needed to learn something or wanted to learn something, I went out and did it. So why not offer that? Why not say, well, do you know what? Okay, video might be a little bit expensive for the budget that you have. Um this is another option how about you booking for some training we'll sit down we'll look at your phone we'll find out what we can add whether it be a tripod a little bit of lighting clip on lights or a clip on mic to make sure that you heard a bit more a bit more directional audio you know little things that will just give you that production value that you need for people to hear see 
and engage. They're, they're, they're the key things. And that's all we ever want. How many times have you watched a video and you've not been able to hear it or it's been shaky and you go, oh, I'm not watching that. What's that all about? And you just come off it. To be able to engage with an audience, you need to be seen, you need to be heard. And, you you know, all of these things are very important. So it's about breaking down those barriers and breaking down that learning and going, right, what is the, the first thing that you need to know? Well, you need to know that your camera, you need to make sure it's it's stable when you're talking. You need to make sure that you are positioned right, your head's not out of frame. Or I don't want to be able to count how many nose hairs you've got because you're holding exactly, it too low down. Exactly. Someone said to me, Someone said to me this morning on, on a chat, they said, why why are my chins always in it? I said, because the camera's on the floor. I said, why don't you have it a bit more level or a little bit higher looking down? I said, you know, it's it's not just a case of, you know, put a camera in front of you and that's going to work. You know, you know, video if video is done wrong, it has a detrimental effect. Mm. Now, I had a client the other week, a potential client uh, through networking who wanted some online courses doing. And I thought, well, that's great because that's what I do. I gave them a price. It was not expensive. It was a half day. And they were just like, no, that's too expensive. And I thought, but you're asking for people's money. You're asking for people to buy a premium product from you. I said, and you don't want to invest in that product. You don't want to, you don't want to make that product amazing. So, and, and they weren't even prepared to want to, you know, do a, a, a video course with me to actually make, you know, if they're going to do it, why not we go down this road? We'll sit down. I'll say, this is how uh, we create engaging content. Didn't want to do that. So that, but that's like we, like we said just a moment ago, that's their decision. That's nothing mm. to do with, with, with me yeah. or anything. So it's, it's a case of with filming on your smartphone, you know, there's only so much quality our, our eyes can see anyway you know 4k is is amazing and most phones now can do 4k my oh. phone can do 4k but 1080p is still just as good i think phones do about 720 uh, 1080p and 4k so many people are making videos uh, and it seems like it's the must the must do thing and it is the must do thing but it's understanding how to create content. Mm. It's how to make yeah. video look professional. Yeah. You don't need to hire a filmmaker to, to, to film you walking into Costa picking up a coffee and this, that, and that. That can be done by yourself. And our mobiles are that advanced that they can do it. People, people uh, often say to me, oh, I've got an iPhone and the quality is never as good as your videos. And I say to them, I said, well, you know, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just filming in my house. I'm like, well, have you got lights? You know, because the sensor in the camera needs to be able to pick up decent lighting. Mm. I said, if you haven't got decent lighting, it's, you know, the, the sensor is going to have a lot of uh, noise, which is like a grainy look. It looks like uh, snow falling. Mm. And it, it happens a lot in the dark shadows and stuff. And I said, it, it, that's not going to look nice. I said, so you need lighting to obviously compensate for the sensor to be able to you know work with the environment or have you thought about doing your videos outside when it's overcast not when it's sunny when it's overcast so that the clouds act like a diffuser so that your mm. face isn't burnt out and overexposed I, I you know the, and the, these are the things that people just don't know and and they shouldn't know because it's you know no one knows it that you only mm. know it by by doing it you know or by someone pointing it out it's like having eye contact being able to look at the camera lens, being able to communicate with that lens rather than looking down at your screen. Because if you've got the best story in the world and you're looking down at a screen and not looking at the audience that's watching your video, mm. they're not going to engage. 
if you're giving them eye contact, they have more of a, they feel like they are being talked to. They feel like it's more intimate. So they, they pay attention because it's like, oh, this person's talking to me. They're giving me eye contact. Mm. So they're naturally engaging more because it feels more real. Yeah. There's accountability there. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So all of these things, once you learn these things, once you understand lighting, once you understand uh, how to improve your sound, how to make a more directional video where, where, where you're, you're getting more audio directional rather than picking up a room or an environment. I say to people all the time, when you go to a coffee shop to make your video, what time do you go in? And they go, oh, I'll go in at lunchtime when it looks busy. And I'm like, well, why are you going in when it's busy? I said, you're not going to be heard. They're going to be making loads of coffee. There's going to be banging jugs. There's going to be the milk frother. There's going to be a, a crying baby in the corner. I said, choose your time. Think about the environment in which you're going into. If you're going to go into Costa, go in when it's quiet. At least then you'll be heard. Yeah. It's silly things when, because you're probably sitting there now thinking, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm. It's only until someone points that I never thought of that. But the biggest one, the biggest game changer is the eye contact. And that's the first lesson I teach is if you can literally walk away from one of my courses with eye contact, then, you, you know, that's one of the, the biggest things you can do. Light and sound. Yeah, they're all important. But eye contact is what's really going to get people to engage. The keeping the camera steady is quite an important one for me. It always makes me feel sick mm -hmm. if people are wobbling that camera up and down like a yo-yo. Um, immediately puts me off wanting to watch the rest of it. I feel like I need to go throw up in the toilet. Yeah, nice I, I've never done that yet. What, throw up in the <laughs> toilet or make it all wobbly? <laughs> say both oh, yeah <laughs> but there, there uh, are but things aren't there i mean you can buy tripods there are relatively cheap gimbals you can buy for your phone to just keep those yeah. steady and i have a i have a free i have two free um shopping lists on my on my website that you can download for free and it's got links to lighting sound equipment gimbals uh, i use a lot of dji love products. dji they're really really good really yeah. like them so yeah all the stuff on there and there's options for the a little cheaper version something that will get you by for a while but if you're going to be doing it long term don't buy cheap you know no. you want something that's going to last you, you don't want to be re, you know repaying for something that you've already bought six months down the road what's some of the biggest horror stories that you've you've come across in your time it's like um so i'm a member of bni and so i want my 60 seconds to be amazing each week but it's, sometimes they're not because my internet connection might not be good so it might just put me off so therefore, I'll then get jittery. And I teach people how to be confident. But, you know, I can get caught out. We can all get caught out just because I teach people how to be confident in front of camera. Doesn't mean that I don't get caught out. J uh, Dame Judi Dench froze up just before she goes out on stage when she's doing Shakespeare at the, uh, the Globe because she still has insecurities and she's a dame and everybody loves her for her acting but she still has insecurities she can control it and once she's thrown up she's on stage and she does her work and no one's the wiser but she still has those insecurities she still has those worries and fears and and they never go away but you control it you manage it and you're aware of it so you can come out of it a lot quicker um has anyone else got any more questions yeah chris um in terms of of seo uh, Michael, what what how does how does Google favor video over other digital media or other media? In terms of SEO, I'm 
I, I've always been told that video is obviously good for SEO. I don't know fully because it's not my field. But the more video you have, I, I've been told it comes down to more consistency. So if you're consistently updating your website or you're consistently yeah. posting new content, that is what's going to drive traffic because you are you are current and you are actively on social media. So therefore, you're in the mind's eye of people and more people are going to click on your content. Yeah. Whereas if you're quiet and don't post anything for two, three weeks, people forget about you. Yeah. Another makes videos and they forget about you and then you're competing with them and then you're chasing the game. So it's about just be consistent. And that's why teaching people how to use their smartphones means that they're not spending loads of money on a filmmaker. They're actually actively going out doing this themselves and they're growing their awareness online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elaine, have you got any more questions? I've got an Android. So what's the best app to uh, record on? Um, so I think InShot you can get for both Android and iPhone. Right. Um, you can also download... There's a, a movie maker. I think it's Adobe uh, that do one for the mobile. There's a lot of free apps, but they have in-app purchases. So yeah. most apps these days are free. And let me just see what I use. So I use InShot quite a lot. And yeah. you can actually add text and you can... Um, add a lot of um background images if so if you've got like um if you've got landscape you can change it to, to square and you can put backgrounds mm. in and text so uh in shot is very good and i think you when you export video it comes up with a little logo in the bottom right hand corner you can pay three pounds to get rid of it and it's that's it you just pay oh, right, off okay. payment and it gets rid of it Right. Video right. Leap's another one that I've I've recommended to people in the past, which is a nice way of sort of editing and shifting stuff around and, again, adding text onto it and the like. And I think much the same. There's a free version which has limited functions and might end up with some other logos bumped on top of it. But if you if you pay, I think it's a one-off fee or a monthly fee, you can, you can get full access to it, which is it's well worth doing. Mm, there is a load of apps out there now that you really can you know it's finding the one that works right for you i mean you know for me i use final cut on my computer but there are about four or five different ones it's it's whatever you're comfortable with you know and they yeah, all do the same yeah. thing they all they all predominantly do the same thing it's 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 the workflow which one you're comfortable working with yeah. and you mentioned before about the shopping list where can people find that and indeed where can people find you generally yeah, they'll normally find me in a field in a camper van somewhere. Um, <laughs> Away from the Jack uh, Russell. Yeah, oh, yeah, sh yeah. Uh, th there's going to be stern words after this call. Uh, that's been the worst I have ever yeah, We're proud ever. to have been part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm proud of that in, in some ways. You can go to takethecakeproductions.co.uk um, and then obviously my youtube is youtube take the cake pro I, everything links to everything so if you go on the website it will take you to my linkedin my facebook my vimeo uh, my twitter my instagram it's it's all linked so take the cake productions.co.uk and they will have two pdfs one for vlogging so that's your dslr cameras with interchangeable lenses uh bigger more expensive uh, lights uh, and then the smartphones one is like clip-on mics, uh, clip-on lights that, that are battery-operated and smaller lights that you can buy. So they're both free. Go on there and, and it'll take you to links on Amazon. It's all Amazon uh, links and they'll take you straight to it. 
I think right. Amazon's going to get a deluge of orders, I suspect, when people I hear that. So. <laughs> you should have shares in Amazon, really. I- I'm happy to do it because I think it's great for people to be able to go somewhere and and just start creating content. And the great thing is they can come to me and ask me advice. I'm happy to talk to anybody. Always don't don't shy away from giving free advice to anybody. It builds up your rapport. It makes people like you. It makes people want to refer to you. It's just good to give people value. And that's in any walk of life or any business that people have. And on that wonderful piece of advice, I think we'll uh, we'll call it a day there. Michael, thank you very much for what has been a, a truly fascinating and uh, very useful episode. I'm sure there's going to be a, a whole host, a new generation of uh, personal DIY filmmakers and hopefully people can get in touch with you as well to get some, some of the more professional, slightly more advanced films and, and promos than done yeah. f- through your skill sets. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate the time. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Good to meet you. Um, And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. If you do have any questions for him, uh, if you visit his website, you can probably contact him that way. If that leaves you feeling perplexed, send us an email at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. We'll pass them on to him anyway. Chris, Elaine, thank you very much for all your help today as well. Thank you, Mark. And uh, we'll catch you all next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.